0: Back in to Small Talk with Sims. I am your host for the evening, Chris, not the quarterback Sims, here to keep talking fantasy football. I keep getting you guys ready here for this championship run in 2021. You know where to find us. You can like, subscribe, do all that good social media shit over at Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter, Hitstick Fantasy on Instagram. Hit stick fantasy on Facebook, and as always, you can reach me personally at that sims kid fifteen on Twitter. Happy to discuss, help you work through some trades, help you work through whatever it is that you're trying to work through. Do you want to know what to have for lunch or dinner? I can help you with that. You know, maybe you're feeling pizza tonight, maybe you're feeling chicken wings. Who knows? Let's talk about it. But today, right now, on this date and time, which is April 13th, 2021, we're here to talk wide receivers. That's right. And not just any wide receivers. We're talking sophomore wide receivers. Last week, I touched base on Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, Brandon Iokin, Jace Claypool, Darnell Mooney, and Tyler Johnson, and today I will be moving forward with part two of my sophomore review series of the wide receiver position and touching base on guys like C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins, Henry Ruggs, Quentin Cephas, Quintez Cephas, K.J. Hamler, Denzel Mims, and Brian Edwards, and um, you know, I really hope you guys are enjoying these uh, sophomore reviews. I think it's something that's interesting to kind of dive into What last year's rookies did and, you know, what to project with them going forward, we see these players come out of nowhere, and that's what I'm trying to help you guys maybe get a little bit insight on, you know, kind of see if you can get ahead of the curb, maybe get somebody off the waiver wire like Tyler Johnson that might be a breakout. This is definitely more geared towards the dynasty format, but I think it can help you guys in redraft as well. But if you have any feedback, any suggestions, anything you want to hear about, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter and I will happily take all of your suggestions into consideration. If you would like to feature on the show and come on and maybe have some questions answered by me, Ryan, and Seta, feel free to reach out to us at Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter and we would be more than happy to help you out, answer all your questions, have all your needs and all that stuff, get you ready for, you know, to be the best team you can possibly be in fantasy football. Going forward here in 2021. So, but anyway, without further ado, I'm going to dive right back into these wide receivers and we're going to keep the train rolling with CD Lamb, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. He was the wide receiver 22 last year in PPR format. He had 111 targets, he turned those into 74 receptions. He had 935 yards. Five touchdowns, you're looking at 8.42 yards per target and a 12.64 yards per catch. What's there to say about CD Lamb? Similar to Justin Jefferson, this kid is a true wide receiver one. When I look at CD Lamb, I see DeAndre Hopkins. And that is a crazy comparison, and I'm expected to get some backlash for it, but that's totally fine. I think there is no ceiling for this kid. And I'm going to go out right here now live on the air and say it. I think he's a better receiver than Justin Jefferson. I expect you guys to fully come at me on that, but I like CD Lamb more than I like any other receiver that's coming out in this year's class. That includes Jamar Chase, Ryan, and Justin Jefferson from last class. Everybody else, I think that CD Lamb is the best, and I think his situation is all the best is the best as well. And I'm ready to dive into why. I think this guy can be a monster value in redraft leagues. And he could also possibly be at a major discount right now in Dynasty. Let's let's outline something here. Let's get into the facts. In his first five games as an NFL player, this is as an NFL player. He managed to average 14.62 fantasy points per game. He scored 73.12 total points in half PPR format while being opposite of Amari Cooper, who is a little younger and sprier than Adam Thielen and has a little more juice in the tank. I think right now at this point in his career, he's probably a better receiver. That's debatable. We'll talk about that on a different episode. But the point is CeeDee Lamb is phenomenal. He did all of this. He had a phenomenal year even with Andy Dalton, even with and with Dak Prescott. His value is through the roof. Uh, He can just do it all. This kid is a great route runner. He has explosive big playmaking ability. He has excellent hands. He's great over the middle, great on the outside, good on the short routes, and he's got an excellent work drive. You saw him working all year to just get better. You watch highlights of this kid, he just gets open with ease. It's like nothing for him, and he can make a catch while taking a big hit. I watched a lot of CeeDee Lamb making crazy catches in traffic, getting smacked on his ass by some linebacker, and standing up like nothing happened. He he was the wide receiver 22 with only five touchdowns. You want to talk about a mold of consistency? Right there. CeeDee Lamb playing opposite of Amari Cooper with Michael Gallup on this team has five touchdown receptions, and he still managed to be a top 24 wide receiver. He's not touchdown dependent at all, and he's Heavily targeted on third down. You saw in those first five games that Dak Prescott really found a target that he can rely on. And then on top of that, what is the ceiling for C.D. Lamb here in 2021? You are looking at a team with a horrendous defense. I'm sorry, Jerry Jones, but you do not have your shit together on the defensive side of the ball. And Mike McCarthy, we'll talk about him later. Probably not because he's a loser. But anyway, you got Amari Cooper there. So you're not looking at any double teams. And this is a kid that's ac- excellent after the catch. I mean, look at this. He had he almost averages about four yards after his receptions. Like his average yard per target, he's adding four yards onto that. He's great after the catch. He's a phenomenal guy. I think he's an excellent buy in Dynasty because once Dak Prescott went down, he kind of, it, it wasn't as flashy as it was in the beginning of the year. Now, he's not going to be cheap, but I think he could be cheap for what he's worth is what I'm saying at. You're still going to have to pay up to get C.D. Lamb, as you should. And I have C.D. Lamb in a dynasty league, and I won't sell him. But I put a poll out on Instagram and on Twitter, right now on Instagram, and it was very simple. It was, who has a better season in 2021, Justin Jefferson or C.D. Lamb? And 62% of the people right now think it's Justin Jefferson. And I completely understand where you're coming from. Look, I love Justin Jefferson. I don't have anything bad to say about him. You guys heard all about that in the last episode. But C.D. Lamb has all the makings to have an explosive wide receiver one season. When you factor in Dak Prescott, the terrible defense of the Dallas Cowboys, that's going to force them into nothing but pass heavy game script, nonstop, airing and out, airing and out, airing and out. I mean, you saw Dak Prescott last year. He had in five games, he almost had 2000 yards. And a lot of those yards were going to CD lamb. His first season 935 yards, I love C.D. Lamb. I definitely think you should be trying to acquire him, and in redraft, I absolutely think he's going to be of value. So, anyway, keeping the train rolling with another guy that I love. This is a guy I already highlighted about in my Big Hitters to Buy episode. We're talking about wide receiver for that Cincinnati, the Northern Kentucky Bengals, T. Higgins. Wide receiver, 28 on 2020. He had 108 targets. 67 receptions, 908 yards, another close to a 1,000-yard rookie receiver, six touchdowns. He had an average yards per target of 8.41, which he managed to turn into a yards-per-catch ratio of 13.55. Look, last year's class was amazing for these wideouts. It absolutely incredible. But – he only had three games with Joe Burrow last year where he scored less than 10 fantasy points. And he has a clear connection with his quarterback. There's no more A.J. Green there, which leaves the door wide open for him to solidify himself as the true wide receiver one of this team. I already put a lot of points as to why I love him in my reasons to buy him episodes. So I, I'm not going to spend too much time here on him, but he is a strong, big bodied receiver. He is very basically created to catch touchdowns. He's great with running those outside routes, and he literally reminds me of A.J. Green. If you look at him, they're both 6'4", and they're both about 210 pounds. It's like he's the second coming of A.J. Green. Um, I'm not concerned if Cincinnati takes a guy like Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts because, to be completely honest, I think a guy like Jamar Chase is going to be a phenomenal complement to T. Higgins, and if anything, it just elevates T. Higgins even more because it leaves more coverage for him to catch touchdowns. And that's what I look at this guy. I see explosive playmaking ability with high touchdown upside. Uh, Like I said, I already highlighted he's a great buy. He's somebody I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on with ADP moving forward here into the redraft side of everything. He's somebody you want to definitely know what's going on with him because we could absolutely be seeing a breakout season for our T. Higgins in 2021. The only thing that's concerning is we have to monitor the health of Joe Burrow because if Joe Burrow is not on the field, it does take – significant hit to the value of T Higgins here. So keep an eye on that. If Burrow is looking like he's ready for week one if Burrow is looking like he's going to miss like maybe the first six weeks of the year, that might, that might, you know, if anything, at that point, you would want, almost want to think about not drafting a guy like T Higgins and then waiting until like week four and trying to buy low on him in hopes that he is off to a slow start due to bad quarterback play. But that's a different strategy for a different day. Now let's talk about a guy I don't like that much. And I'm talking about Henry Ruggs, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. He was the wide receiver 95, drastically let down owners last year who thought he was going to be a big-time playmaker. He had 43 targets. It's not good, Bob. 26 receptions out of those which turned into 452 yards. That's kind of impressive. He only had two touchdowns, was only able to get into the end zone once. He is the definition of a field-stretching wide receiver and another player that John Gruden does not know what the fuck to do with. He had a yards-per-target average of 10.51, which he turned into a yards-per-catch average of 17.38. As you clearly can see with the numbers, he's great after the catch. Now, do I hate... Henry Ruggs as the person, I absolutely do. That guy's a total asshole. I met him a few times. No, I'm just kidding. I have nothing against Henry Ruggs as a person. I think he's a great player. I I absolutely think he's got potential to be a good receiver. But unfortunately, this is the NFL, and every single player is talented, and every single player was the best player in college at some point or the best player in high school or the best player in Little League. Whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter. What I'm concerned about with Henry Ruggs is is his situation. He's a good receiver, but he's got a terrible situation. I mean, yeah, he's a deep ball threat, but he plays with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not a deep ball kind of quarterback. Derek Carr is somebody that peppers guys like Darren Waller in the middle and the slot guy with targets and rarely looks to utilize the deep ball, hence why they have a capped ceiling on how far that team can go. Uh, You know, he sees a very low amount of targets, as you could saw with that 46 target, or 43 target total, and I, I just, I don't see a lot of opportunity for him. We're going to definitely have to pay attention to what the Raiders do in the draft. That is going to be huge because if they bring in another receiver here, I, I think it's definitely something that's concerning here for rugs, his playing style. Like I said, it just doesn't fit what Derek Carr does. And on top of that, he's a field stretching guy. They just traded away three of their top starting offensive linemen for literally no reason. Can somebody please tell me what the hell Gruden's doing there? I have no idea. Like, seriously, somebody reach out to John Gruden and see if he's okay. Because uh, the, the, what they're, the Raiders are doing is completely confusing to me. But you find me a wide receiver that can run a 3-second 40 time. I, I, I'm i serious. If you can find one, send it to me because I'm curious because I don't think it exists. So, I am absolutely worried about what Henry Ruggs can do because Henry Ruggs is a field-stretching receiver that needs time to run down the field and catch his big play passes. That's what he does, and he's not going to have time to do that. I think he'd be phenomenal if he was in a different system. If you put him in Green Bay and had him be a compliment to Devontae Adams, you would be looking at Henry Henry Ruggs being easily a top-24 receiver with big play upside. Put him in a spot like the Chargers. You know, I I don't think he's a number one receiver anywhere that he goes, but I do think he could be a great compliment, but he needs a quarterback whose name is not Derek Carr and is not going to – is actually going to take deep ball threats here. Um, How do I feel about Henry Ruggs in redraft? I'm curious where his ADP is going to be, but um, he's somebody I'm probably going to be avoiding. If he has any kind of a decent ADP, you're looking at a very heavy candidate to be one of my misses of the year. Um, For dynasty purposes – I would be looking to sell him. I, I just don't like his situation. He's under this rookie contract. We don't know how things are going to look or get better. He still has some name value with the rookie thing and people wondering if he's going to get better, You know, especially if you're a contender. I, I, I think he's worth trying to sell. I don't think he's a must-sell. I'm not saying give him away. Don't just hand him away for nothing. Don't give him away for a third. He's not one of these guys. But if you can turn him into like a late 2021 first and kind of get a reset and start... and look for another talented receiver, I would do that. Or use him as a as a throw in in a two for one upgrade where you like take, you know, like Chris Carson and Ruggs and you go out and try to get Nick Chubb or something like that. Something along those lines. Uh feel free to reach out to me if you have any trade offers or ideas that you want to run by us because I will definitely go over this with you. But uh yeah, I, I, I don't love Henry Ruggs, unfortunately. I, I think he's a good player, but the situation doesn't favor him. Uh Quintus Cephas Wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, he was the wide receiver 102. Not good, Bob. 30, But that has a lot to do with the fact he saw 35 targets for 20 receptions, 349 yards, two touchdowns, yards per target of 9.97, yards per catch of 17.45. Look, this kid has a lot of work to do, but I, I definitely liked him. He, he didn't look bad when he got his opportunity, and he was pretty good at getting open, and there is definitely room for somebody to step up on that Detroit Lions team. Opportunity is always king in fantasy football. This is what we always say. I do not expect, controversial to what I said on the free agent episode after doing a little bit of digging, I, I take back my statement. I do not expect the Detroit Lions to address the wide receiver position in the draft. I was in a fantasy football mindset and looking at it more and from an actual NFL mindset, I just don't see it. They're in a full rebuild. They have a six year plan with PC principal from South park. And I, I don't see you starting off a rebuild by taking a wide receiver. They're going to take an offensive lineman or something on defense that can, they can build around there with their team. That's my opinion. I obviously could be wrong. I'm not PC principal as much as I try to be. I could never lift weights like that guy does, but I don't see it. I don't think they take a receiver. So I think you are looking at Perryman, Tyrell Williams, and Quintus Cephas as the three receivers to look for to possibly step up in Detroit. Now, Perryman is my favorite of the three, but Cephas will be interesting. He's definitely the slot guy, the possession guy. It's going to be really hard to know what he can do because he only got 35 targets last year. And unlike Tyler Johnson, you didn't get to see him show off in the playoffs because the Lions didn't make the playoffs. And. But it definitely seems like the coaching staff is ready to give him an opportunity to see if he can step up. So he's somebody to keep your eye on. Um, like I said, he's probably he probably should be left alone in redraft. But I think in dynasty, if you can get him for a cheap, like a very cheap price tag, I'd be looking to do something like that. He could be a good possession receiver. Uh, so KJ Hamler. Wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. He was wide receiver 87 last year with a target amount of 56. Only had 30 receptions, 381 yards, which he turned into three touchdowns. He had a 6.8 average yards per target and a 12.7 average yards per catch. What do I like about K.J. Hamler? There's not a lot because he has a very crowded receiving room and a very subpar quarterback. And those things do not mix well. And Denver, they really need to address the quarterback position. Uh, I think this is a fun kid to watch. He, they can definitely be creative with how they use him. They like to give him those handoffs and all those little, uh, little dink and dunk trick things that kind of are just fun to see play out. But this is a guy that's going to help an NFL team. I don't think he's going to help your fantasy team, though. He's better off left on the waiver wire. He's fighting for targets with Noah Font, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and it's Drew Locke throwing him the ball. So that does not spell a recipe for success, especially especially since uh, Denver has just struggled to get a quarterback in this for the last ten years. The only time I've seen them nail it was Peyton Manning, which was a no brainer. I mean, so I I don't love KJ Hamler. I think you should kind of leave him alone. And Dynasty, um, it's interesting. I mean, I I don't think he's a must hold. By any means, that's something that might burn me, but it'd be a burn. It'd be something I'd be willing to get burned on. If somebody's interested in him, I would move him. But I guess that's up to you to decide if you believe in the kid. Hold on to him. He's definitely got some ability to make plays, but it's not somebody that I love just because of the situation. Uh, Let's go on to somebody that I actually do love, and that's Denzel Mims, wide receiver for the New York Jets. He was the wide receiver 106 last year, only had 44 targets, 23 receptions, 357 yards. He did not find the end zone, not one time. Wonder why. I'm blaming Adam Gase. Anyway, yards per target, 8.11, which he turned into an average yards per catch of 15.52. Look, I just like the kid, okay? all right, I, I just like the kid. He's a good-looking receiver. He's got good size, Good weight, and he has some damn good hands. Plus, he was a second round pick, so he's got the draft capital to back him up. He could be a great possession receiver, and I definitely, you know, he's a sneaky good target for a guy like Zach Wilson, who absolutely seems like is going to be the quarterback there in New York. I think this is a very sneaky stash at the end of your drafts and redraft. I mean. You can't really comp anything you saw from him last year. He was struggling with a hamstring injury and just some other situations. He also had the Adam Gase effect, where Adam Gase kind of just ruins everything. But now we get to see the reversal of the Adam Gase effect, how everything that Adam Gase leaves turns into fantasy gold. So, and I saw a lot of good things with the opportunity that he got. The few targets that he did have, he made some phenomenal catches. He made some big plays. And this is a team that could use some playmakers. I've already highlighted that I don't love Corey Davis. I don't love Keelan Cole. I I think Jamison Crowder is a good slot receiver, but Zach Wilson's a gunslinger, and Zach Wilson's going to be looking to get his outside threat, and I definitely think there's a chance that Mims could be that. He has a chance right now to lead this wide receiver room, and as I've already said, I, I, just, I don't think it's going to be Corey Davis. So I think he's a sneaky good buy right now in Dynasty. But with that being said, we have to monitor expectations, understand this is still a crowded receiving room, Don't go pay crazy amounts for him. I did manage to buy him recently. I gave up Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki, who I feel like is going to be replaced with. I feel like one of these guys is getting replaced with Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. And uh, what I brought home was... Denzel Mims, and the 210 in the rookie draft, which I then turned around and flipped to get the 205 and uh, Tyler Higby back. So anyway, but the initial trade there, I was very happy with that. I think that Parker's kind of towards the end here of his career. He's really only had one relevant season. And, you know, like I said, I like Mike Kosicki, but I'm never going to let a mid-range tight end mess up a deal for me to get a potential good wide receiver here in a dynasty football league. So that's just an idea. Um, I like the kid. I, I think he's got a lot of potential. He's somebody I'm definitely going to be excited to watch here in 2021. Going forward to my last wide receiver of the day, we're going to talk about the fan favorite, the man, the myth, the legend, the people that everybody just is super hype. Uh, you have an opinion on this guy, whether you hate him, whether you love him. I'm talking Brian Edwards. Wide receiver for, yet again, the Las Vegas Raiders. This was the wide receiver, 133. Again, not good, Bob. But he only had 15 targets. That kind of explains some things. With those, he turned him into 11 receptions for 193 yards, one touchdown, 12.87 yards per target with a 17.55 yards per catch. Probably has something to do with the low amount of targets and catches that he had. So, but here's the thing. I actually like Brian Edwards more than I like Henry Rooks. I think he fits a Derek Carr wide receiver. He fits the mold of what Carr likes to throw to a hell of a lot more than Henry Ruggs does. He's a big bodied receiver that seems to be better in as a slot position guy. We'll see what they use him as. We're like it's again, it's the same thing with Ruggs. We're gonna need to see what the Raiders do with the draft. If they don't take a receiver, though, I do think Henry or I do think that Brian Edwards is kind of an interesting guy to watch. He could be a good stash towards the end of a redraft. And in Dynasty, I think he's a sneaky super buy low. Similar to Mims, I wouldn't be willing to pay much for him, but I do think this kid is capable of being a good possession receiver. He needs the chance to show it, and that's what John Gruden kind of sucks at, is giving his players the chance. So, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with them, but I definitely think in the very, very, very small amount of opportunity that Brian Edwards got, he didn't look terrible. So, he's interesting. If you could get him for like a fourth round pick, maybe a late third or maybe just a bench stash guy that you don't care about, maybe a low end running back that, you know, somebody like James White, somebody like, you know, Le'Veon Bell, somebody like somebody that you just don't have use for on your team. He could be worth it to kind of, you know, kick a tire on him and see what you can do with him. Um, But, you know, anyway, I, I think he's got some Possible promise. It's going to be interesting to see what the Raiders do here with this receiving core. That is going to wrap things up here for part two of small talk with Sims sophomore wide receiver edition. We have one more episode for you guys to round out these 2020 rookie wide receivers on that episode. We're going to be covering Jerry Judy, Jalen Rieger, LaVisca Chenault, Gabriel Davis, Van Jefferson, and then Colin Johnson. And you know, as always, you guys can find us on Hitstick Fantasy at Twitter, Hitstick Fantasy on Instagram, Hitstick Fantasy on Facebook. Please like, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, leave a review, do all those things. If you have any feedback, always send it to me at that simskid15. But other than that, I will see you guys on Friday. You have a great day and enjoy the rest of your week.